Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. Listening to 1420 The Watch Clicker Podcast with your host, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, the wiener, how are you? I I try to think, okay? Is that what you said? It was like loud and quiet all at once. So yeah, you are. Uh, I, yeah, no, I'm do, I'm doing all right. Um, I, I'm feeling self conscious about my um, fading skills after last week, and so that was a little bit challenging for me. Uh, but other than that, just deeply insecure. Now I knew it would work. Deep, I just had to plant the seed. Deep insecurity. I've been thinking about it all week. So uh, here we are. We were doing all this bragging and just uh, took know. you down a peg. Just. Cut, cut me deep. Uh, no, I'm doing really well, man. We are uh, we're full swing into late spring activities. I've had it, they they don't backload baseball games, but because of early rainouts, naturally the it, end of yeah. the season is just go go go. <clears throat> and so he's back up to a pack a day. Don't mind him, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so there's just been a little bit more baseball these last few weeks, which is fine. It's been good. I'm a, uh, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show. I'm a coach on my son's team. Um, and, and it's rad, man. It's like they're at this age where all of the kids have athletic ability that they haven't tapped into quite yet. Mm. You know, they're like nine, so you're seeing some like potential boxes opening up. And That's right. Yeah. It, it, it's really fun to watch these guys like maturing and things are clicking like highly athletic things are clicking. Um, and you know, they're getting better at baseball. They're getting better at baseball relative to their peers. We've had some really close games. It's been fun. I'm, I'm having just a ton of fun and my son is even having fun. So that's, that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, uh, ultimately that that's, that's why we're doing it. Uh, so it's, it's good that he's, it's good that he's enjoying it. I always struggled with youth sports as a kid because I felt like all the teams I played on, the kids coach was like in like the bottom third of both skill and general athletic ability mm. and got treated like the star. Like that kid was always the pitcher. He was always the quarterback. He was always the point guard. Sure. And I was like, what do you do? Like everyone sees what's happening. Yeah. That well, kid is trash. Except when my dad coached, when my dad coached, <laughs> he took active efforts to prevent that uh, with, uh, the word I'm looking for is perception. Yeah, prevent that perception. And so I you played. Just rode the bench. I played the, <laughs> the least. <laughs> and I'm not saying I was the most athletic or the best, but I was certainly not bottom tier material. Like I, I wasn't. I shouldn't have been sitting next to the kid who was also eating a Snickers. But that was me. So whenever my dad was the coach, I was like, "This is uh, something is not doesn't make sense here." <laughs> yeah, you, you know, our our head coach is really, his kid's on the team. His kid's a pretty good ball player. But uh, he's just, I, I, I've i been totally blown away. We, we I'm, uh, the This is Babe Ruth baseball, so we've got like four coaches. I mean, it's starting to get serious. And the head coach is just really, all the coaches have just really impressed me. It's been really fun to be part of this group of kids. And the, and the, the coaches, too, are just terrific. So... We haven't had that experience, but you can see other teams that are having that type of experience in yeah. our league. So yeah. we, we've got we, we've got a really good squad of, of both 
both coaches and kids. So we're also fun. kind of in the it district. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, Andrew, how are you? I am good. I got some yard work done today. I'm feeling rested. I took a, a I took a little bit of a, a half day on my my last day of work, so I have I've had a little bit of a long weekend. Mm. It's been delightful. Had a really good weekend. Part of my really good weekend will be discussing our other things. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I know what it's going to be. There's a new website that I found that's really great. <laughs> well, in any event, we are today talking about watches after all. Uh, and no, we're right into it, man. Well, five minutes. Well, yeah. Right, five Ooh. on the dot. Five on the dot. And 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 today we're doing a, a roundup of things because we haven't we we haven't talked about new releases or or watch news in a few weeks, and so we decided it would be a good idea to get back in there, get do a little catch up, game, do a little catch up, little watch news, little release news. What's going on in watches? It's not been a slow summer, but I do feel like summer twenty twenty three the releases have been a little. At least in our in our world, the the releases have been a little less. Um, what's the word constant. I'm looking for? A little less constant because we're on the heels of some big watch shows, and maybe less interesting too. Maybe less there's, interesting. There is some of that. Yeah. So, but I think we got some good ones to talk about today. Actually, yes. First, can I talk about something that gets me real excited? Sure. I remember there's kids listening. J. N. Shapiro, mm. mm-hmm. a truly made in America, handcrafted watch, and it is gorgeous. Yeah. So this week, American watchmaker J. N. Shapiro announced for the first time in what since Hamilton. Yeah. Since so, Hamilton so shuttered its doors. 69, 1969, 1869, it doesn't matter. And so so what that, uh, again, made in the USA means all <laughs> or substantially all of material and parts resourced in the United States. Mm-hmm. So for us, that means a movement. The exception being jewels, sapphire, and springs. Which has kind of been the hang-up for everyone trying to mm-hmm. effort this. The jewels, springs, and sapphire would be pretty easy to source. It's just it it would take somebody taking that making that commitment to to start growing sapphire mm-hmm. in America, which probably isn't uh really that feasible given the the margins against international manufacturing. That's right. Yeah. But it's possible. And it would just, it would just take somebody willing to lose a bucket load of money, <laughs> a bucket load of money, yeah, uh, to to grow sapphire and rubies, the the springs and hairpins. That's that might be a little tricky, but uh, or hairpins, <laughs> or springs. Uh, so so but, so so this is what we are. So so what we have, first made in America since 1969. It is a Ultra high end, hundred percent made in America, handmade, all or virtually all, maybe not a hundred percent. Fair, 
fair, gorgeous, small seconds watch. And I am smitten. So California watchmaker fellow left education and decided, you know what I'm going to do? The only way I can perhaps make less money than an educator in California <laughs> is I'm going to start my own watch brand, but I'm not going to do it um, in a way that I could pay myself right away or maybe ever. I'm going to do it to the moon. So small batch, totally artisanal watchmaking, uh, the resurgence series is what he's calling this. And this is, you know, he's not exactly brand new to the game. This is a name that could be familiar to some of us, but this is, we, we have the resurgence coming back, making its way to the surface again, because this case takes, takes some time. This is it's a here. 37 millimeter, I think eight point something thick hand wind hand built movement, which is to the moon in terms of quality of finishing materials, rose turning everywhere. Here's the wrinkle because they're handmade 38 millimeter stock, right? That's his OEM case. Other sizes available upon request. Multiple materials. So this guy is 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 working with multiple materials in his manufacturing process. Steel, zirconium, tantalum, which I don't even know what the fuck that is. Sounds crazy though. White or rose gold. And and here's here's the the thing that kind of shocked me. For this level of finishing, totally handmade stuff. Under a hundred thousand dollars. Seventy for the steel, seventy thousand for steel or zirconium, and eighty-five for gold. Tantalum, I think, is a made-up material. I don't. I've never. I'm not. It probably is. They probably made it up. What is that? Are you being real? I don't. I've never. This is not a material I'm familiar with. So here's a question I have. So doesn't RGM? So so first, I will say, aesthetically, I saw this and I thought RGM. Mm-hmm. But doesn't RGM make a made in America, both mechanical and turbion. They must not, obviously, because everybody's saying the first. But I was pretty sure that they had a a turbion that they're making that they're calling made in the USA. I can't find it, of course. Now, as I as I sit here, oh, ninety percent made in the USA on the on the. Um, Pennsylvania turbion. So, so, okay. So it can't even reach the made in the USA threshold because it's 90%. So, right. okay, there we go. But I will say, I, I want to put a little bit of a, there is a, just an asterisk. Cause it's like, come on. What, so I, <clears throat> I feel it. That's cool. They did it. Congratulations. Best cup of coffee in, in the world. Uh, but we've got companies, the- R- RGM notably, that are doing that are getting very close. They're to on this. the threshold and they're not there yet. They're this Mr. Shapiro, JM Shapiro, has breached the threshold. That's fair. That's fair. Which is a huge threshold. It's not you know, like Swiss made. That's like you 
High five. <laughs> yeah. No, or even like Glashuta is, is a pretty low threshold. They just had like legislation to raise their threshold. Yeah. 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 It's what, 70? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, In that neighborhood. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, this is a really cool watch. Uh, I, I do also really love the RGM Pennsylvania Turbion. Both of these watches are, for me, not tantalum, but unobtainium. Yeah. Tantalum is a real metal. I did look it up. Yeah, no shit. Um, but I don't understand it. Well, I expect a full report in the morning. I'll send you the Wikipedia page. That's the best I can do. I'm not a metallurgist. <laughs> I wonder why tantalum. Now I'm going to go down a rabbit hole tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I got a watch I want to talk about. I am prepared to hear it. Um, I want to talk about... I, I want to talk about a uh, a, a watch from a, a person I like, a person I've met and who is terrific, and uh, who who I'm happy I think for on the for the first time on the show to be talking about. But the Imperial Watch Company, I met Ben Burkow, Burkow. I gosh, I hope I'm saying that right. I've only ever said Ben. I've never said the last name. I met Ben Burko in L.A. last no, year. Different times. I know. Let's time. say it different. Every uh, if you say it different every time, one time it will be right. At the Notice Intersect event, and Ben had come from Hawaii to go to Intersect, and he was just like one of these people you meet, and you're like, "Well, this guy's totally terrific." Um, and he at the time had just kind of introduced and was selling his imperial imperial dive watch company called the royal guard 200 now i think this is a very cool watch i think ben's got a background in watch modding uh and it shows from this watch this is very much the watch of a dive watch modder is going to make and i believe that he is a member of the brothers of the submariner homage or whatever that that watch forum group is the f71 group this this watch is very much in the style of a someone who's a big lover of submariner homages but this is not i would not call this a submariner homage to begin with the dial is nothing like a sub um but it still has that classic very clean mill sub type of feel aluminum insert um but these watches are terrific. They're incredibly affordable. I think that these were unveiled last fall, and Ben has has sold out of his first run um, and has now come back and introduced another three watches. Another four watches? Three colorways. Another three colorways. And they're all really good. So I think that first... Uh, Royal Guard came out with that blue bezel. We've now got these in uh, like a gray, almost like a sage gray. A ghosted green. Uh, a brown, a terrific brown dial, and a really like uh, a sort of ghosty black um, bezel. So we've, we've got the ghost green, the classic black, and the tropical. That's our That's our brown. And these all look so good. They, they're not, um, there's nothing earth shattering here. 
but these are all just like really, really, really very well done colorways. Now the no date is, has got me feeling some things. Ben's using heavy, like yellowish old radium loom. I'm on record. Not my most favorite thing in the world, but I think he does it really well. And I think in this application, it is the right, it's the right move. And another thing I like about this is it runs the same color across the dial. So the dial text, the really terrific mm-hmm. Imperial logo, the Royal Guard 200 printing at the bottom, all in that same color. So it gives them a cohesiveness. Sometimes you get the old radium loom and like a stark white print. And that always looks really awkward to me. This watch is really, this watch is really fun. And I'm super excited for Ben. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of excited about these watches. These are good. What's the sizing on them? So they are, I believe, 38 um, with, with a 20 millimeter lug width. Okay. 50, 50, and 70. 30 more in the original blue. The The date version I'm not a big fan of. Usually I'm okay with a date, but the, the way that the dial has pips for everything but the cardinal directions and then outward-facing triangles for the cardinal directions the date kind of messes up that flow. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm, uh, I'm sort of, uh, what's the word? Um, in, in, I'm, I'm ambivalent about date windows. I know a lot of people have a lot of strong feelings to me. This is, I think a well executed date window. And so I'm good with it. It is. I just, I prefer the no date version with those big cardinal markers. I probably normally do as well. And, And I probably do in this case as well. But yeah, Imperial Watch Company, be a link in the show notes, check them out, support a homie, really cool watches, and, and they're super affordable, 500 bucks. Yeah. Oh, exclusive launch price of $399. If, I don't know if we're, if... Are we outside of the window, the 72-hour? Oh, yeah, we, we sure are. So, yeah. 500 so, bucks. 500 bucks. You don't, you missed the window. <laughs> we should have rounded it up earlier. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> NH35 movement. These are, these are dope. This feels like uh this feels like a a bit of a throwback, right? Like Kinda. just a, a super well done, not trying to not trying to break anybody's windows. It's a super well done, super interesting, but also fairly conservative watch that you're gonna want to wear every day. Yeah. Yeah, this is certainly a an everyday watch. Uh I got a thing. I got a cool thing. Warren and Wound found a thing. <laughs> Thanks, Warren and Wound. They found 40 new old stock. Oh, yeah. 1980s Hamilton khaki fields. And I'm not sure where <laughs> they were hiding, like if they were in a filing cabinet or something, but they they got themselves into 40 new old stock khaki fields. And I'm sure they're sold out. Because when I looked on the website today, there was not an option to buy. Yeah, no, I think I think that they're gone. And man, what a cool find to get brand new in box, service option available, 80s Hamiltons. Yeah. These are 
gorgeous. And they've got that really cool khaki logo, that prominent six o'clock khaki logo. It, just straight out of the 80s. Like, I like love this, that logo. This discovery should prompt Hamilton to do a, just a 2024 year long run with that logo at the six o'clock. Yeah. Because I would buy it in a heartbeat. I would buy it. Yeah, I, I think it's terrific. In fact, for me, Hamilton's design language, like moving backwards, I think there's probably a period between maybe 2010 and the late 90s that I don't love. But excluding that period, you yeah. you start five years ago and it just gets better as you go back to like the 70s. Yes. Like, like I think Hamilton's design language in some ways is regressing because they've moved into popular and hot sellable mm -hmm. and gotten less interesting. Yes. Hamilton did interesting shit. That six o'clock logo is interesting because that's what I want. And it's interesting in the way that like Timex is interesting. It's bold. It's kind of like garish and like shitty. Yeah. But it worked in the 80s. I would buy this watch in a heartbeat. Though it is arguably one of... It, it makes no sense on that dial. Nothing else of that dial has ever changed. And it's gorgeous. I love... No, it has changed. That, that dial. That, that new dial Hamilton has is uh, all like... Yeah, well, so retro, but but like, but it doesn't have a on the nose. Doesn't have a 1980s khaki stamp. Give me 80s between retro. the eight and the four. That's right. I want yeah. like between everything between 1982 and 1996. That's what I want. Give it, give it to me. Yeah. Put it in. It me. is. Yeah, you, you know this is a super cool find. It it's like a nice reminder of. The 80s when people were trying to be futuristic, but were actually not. Yeah, that's right. It, it was it was a weird time. <laughs> you, you know, when we when we first started going, we spent some time talking about ABC watches on an episode. Mm -hmm. And one of the watches we talked about on that episode was ProTrek for obvious reasons. ProTrek, yeah. I think Casio's ProTrek line is still today probably one of the industry leaders in abc watch technology uh they're, they're really awful watches uh aesthetically physically uh tough to wear they're an way instrument. too big they're made yeah. of plastic the plastic is painted the paint peels off and they always look like shit they're terrible fucking watches they're miserable watches i'm That's sorry so cool. casio uh, it, 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 but with that said, the technology is really good. But one of the things that I said uh, and, and that I still feel today is that ProTrek logo is one of my favorite watches, one of my favorite logos in watches mm -hmm. because it is straight out of 1989 and they haven't changed it. You get this spaceship looking watch with this late eighties, Eddie Bauer looking logo. And I, I'm not crazy about juxtaposition for the sake of juxtaposition, and I don't think that's why they're doing it. But I love the fact that they've stuck to their roots, and that logo is still the thing. That's their logo. I, and why change? That's our logo. That's how people know us. It's not like Kia. Kia just changed their logo, and nobody recognizes the Kia logo anymore. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's <laughs> NKA? <laughs> right. 
I think that if Pro Trek leaned into its roots and started releasing some vintage, much, much, much more simple watches, it they would have a hit on their hands because their aesthetic is their aesthetic right now is miserable, but they have all of the IP. But they're not they're not out there to to produce no, I, bangers. I, listen, they're listen. out there producing like pseudo instruments listen, that are Mr. mostly Cassio, affordable. Mr. Cassio is a billionaire eight hundred times over. So I, nobody's listening to me about these things. I'm just saying, in in my dream world, I'd have this like resin cased ABC thirty eight millimeter ABC chronograph Pro Track with a simple dial. Now give me a forty five if I'm gonna need ABC. Gross. No. It's a, this is a really cool find. Uh, I, again, I'm super. I want. These, to, these I want. Are certainly sold out, but six hundred bucks for these <clears throat> with a mechanical movement. Yeah. I mean, th- w- w- what a neat find. Really cool. Uh, I, I'd like to get one of these. It, obviously, we can't get one of these great new old stock ones. I just like to pick one of these up. Well, now Any, you know that the ceiling is six hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Excuse me. Warner One is selling khaki fields for five ninety nine. If you want the full Grand Central watch service, total cost was ten ninety nine, which so makes sense. They did sell these with the service. Yeah, if you wanted it, if you wanted it, or That's you right. could just just roll the dice. If you're Evan, it you, hasn't it hasn't been running for thirty years. You maybe you maybe do do the work yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're definitely gone. They started. They went on sale at on the tenth. They're gone. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's yeah, definitely. Uh, so I've I've got a watch that I'd like to talk about. It's an integrated sports watch. Andrew, you're going to talk about an integrated sports watch later, I believe. Kind of. But I'm going to throw mine in first because it's more expensive. And I think it's, and, and I think it's important. a little bit uh, l- less our speed. And so we'll, we'll glide into your cooler, your cooler integrated sports watch. But I'm going to start with a company that I really love. I believe you pronounce this Olich and Wajis. Yeah. Uh, all it Olic and why wise wise. Yeah. Uh, they have in the last couple of weeks introduced a integrated bracelet sports watch that they say, and they've named after an eighties, uh, or a seventies chronograph. Now I've looked at both of these watches and I was. This was called to my attention by Warner Wound, the fine people at Warner Wound. I think Wound. I disagree with thank their you, assessment. Thank you, Zach Kaznan. Uh, these watches don't look anything alike. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, there are certain elements that that cross the two watches. The crown is similar. The dial's similar. The bracelet has a similar feel to it. But the 1970s 8001. So this is the. This is the 8001. The 1970s 8001 that this is based on is a TV dial chronograph. Mm-hmm. This is a, with, with no bezel, this is a round, not chronograph with a exposed sport bezel. So I, yeah, okay, whatever. That's fine. All that to say, Stepping away from that, stepping away from that for a second, this is a pretty cool watch on its own. So this is a 300 meter 
Cosk certified. Those are weird choices. <laughs> Super funky 1970s chunky sports watch. And in true Olek and fashion, it is chunky and a little bit uh, uh not overwrought in its aesthetic but certainly like here i am i'm german i'm gonna sit on your wrist and tell really good time and i like it i like it it looks good 39 and a half wide 12 and a half tall yeah so the dimensions are good that's i can get with that the dimensions are good it's not it's not the the dimensions aren't obscene it's just severe i think that's the right word for it it's severe in that that's German engineering. German way. That's right. Yeah. Honestly, I like the 70s edition better. That 70s TV dial is dope. Yeah. This, like It's got a real Omega, maybe a Glashuta feel. It's it's a sexy Or watch. even, I, I think Seiko when I see that, like kind of busy nonsense, super modern, but not like space odyssey kind of shit. So these aren't cheap. <clears throat> Everything looks really well done. The clasp is really good. Everything here looks really good. Uh, but it's it's a So Proud Newton P092, uh, eighteen hundred francs, which is twenty three hundred bucks. Yeah, eighteen hundred CHF two USD right now, presently. No, it's two thousand. Okay. So, this is, it, it's, look. So it, look, the exchange rate right now is saving you. Hop on it, because that's that's a good exchange rate. That That is, actually, historically, that is a pretty stinking good exchange rate. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's actually a little high over the last year, uh, even the last five years. Yeah, we're actually not doing super good. Not not super good. So, any, in any event, I, I do really like this watch. Um is a bit of a value consideration that you're going to have to make, but it's a neat brand, great heritage, dimensions are good. If you yeah, quick I, adjust buckle yeah, on it, and it, and it's a it's a sharp looking buckle. It I, is. I think if you look at this watch and you say that clasp appe- that appeals to me, uh, this is a, this is a really cool watch. It is. It's a little weird. Yeah, well, but it's, it's an Everett pick, so it actually, it really tracks. <laughs> I do pick weird watches. I try not to pick ugly watches. No, you're a weird watch guy. You're not but as I like, bad as Mike, but you're a weird watch guy. And I don't this want is, the ugly ones. I want the weird ones. This is like a the. the there's no beveling on the case. This yeah. is just a, a a chunk of steel. I bet you could cut things with that corner. Perhaps. So in the event that you need to, you also have a survival tool. Correct. It's a cool watch. It's just, it's, it is. I, I think I'm having trouble reconciling the, the watch against the inspiration. Yeah. That's a weird, I, I, it, it doesn't make, I, I was like, what, what are we doing here? You're showing me two different watches, two very different watches, which is fine. They could be like, they could be like cousins. But they're certainly... They're definitely not siblings. That's right. That's yeah. right. Nor is one the progeny of the other. That's right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a strange 
Strange Leap, uh, both independently. I know I, I could see these two side by side released. I can get but I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That they would look they they would go together in a line. You could have the what whatever line that these are both part of, but to say one is based on the other just seems a little silly to me. Do they have German date wheels? Because I think that would be way cool. Uh, I don't know. I only say that because the seventies one has dim twenty two in the in the date window. And I know the dim is is not a commentary on the loom, so I assume that's a day of the week in German. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. The I mean, Ger- Germans just use Arabic numerals, by the way, right? Yeah, the numbers are the same. Okay, but the day of the week is different because it's a different language. But this is not a day date. It looks like it could be a day date. Okay, well, the old one is a day date, but yeah. the new one is not. I don't, are you confident in that? Uh, Confident-ish in as much as I've looked at the pictures and they don't have days on them. Just numerals at the six (laughs) o'clock. It's funny, I I zoomed in on the three o'clock and I was like, there's nothing in the day window. No, it's just a marker. Okay, uh, next up for me. We have a late to the game as always. Citizen Color release with the U.S. launch of the NJ015 Suyosa, I I think, right? Are we going to maybe come to agreement on that? And so this seems to be what I would say is Citizen's PRX competitor. Yeah, I, I think that's We've right. We've got yeah. a kind of vintage inspired integrated bracelet. It's not quite as 70s as the PRX, but it's got the same feel generally. In-house caliber 8210 with a visible case back. And they got a bunch of new colors. And the reason I say they're late to the game is because Easter happened a couple of years ago. <laughs> and here we have a, uh, a, a light powder blue, an actually really lovely kind of goldeny yellow, a green, a blue, and a black being released to the American market. And these were all previously available in Asian markets, probably European markets, but here they are coming to the U.S. markets. And I am digging it. I love citizens, not citizen stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their Asian market exclusive stuff is way superior to what they're willing to provide to the U.S. markets. Well, well, and I think I think their I think their Asian market, their Japanese market stuff is usually the cool shit, right? Yeah, the, the, it, it's it's not necessarily that it's better; it's just cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, and, I read an interesting thing, and it had to do with the with the separation between uh, Citizen USA and Citizen Japan, and 
I don't I don't remember exactly all the details, but the Citizen USA guy was kind of like not down with it. And I yeah. don't I don't remember where I read that. Uh, you know, I I don't know, but that that wouldn't surprise me. It, it does seem like they've they've spent some time keeping cool shit out of our hands, which is frustrating. Right? It's really just good for eBay. Uh, so these are forty millimeters, eleven seven thick applied indices only 50 meters of water resistance and you would kind of hope for a sport watch like this to to at least get into the hundred range because hmm. uh, they're a really lovely sport watch um 500 bucks and this is like this is a good citizen offering yeah Un- yep. unlike most citizen offerings i i, I will say the the 8000 series movement is meh yeah an exhibition case back to show off your 8000 movement is but they're doing things to meh but these are neat they're they're doing some things right we're seeing some some movement of the dial I, th- I think you're right, though, Andrew. I think that this is a citizen uh, or a, a PR, a Tissot PRX competitor. I think that this is a player, right? Especially in the affordable world. We, you know, we we lamented the Saab going away. And then, of course, Seiko's introduced a bunch of stuff that does similar things. Um, this is really an entry-level banger of a watch now mm-hmm. it, 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 the the move to integrated has its limitations right so if it's hard for me to recommend this to someone as a one watch oh yeah much like the prx you, you know obviously we do have some options for bracelets and straps with the prx um and, but they're all within that ecosystem time, you don't want to buy into an ecosystem when you're just just getting your feet wet right. you're, you're not putting nato straps on this thing you're, you're not or pass through straps you're you're pretty limited, right? You're not putting a um, a supreme, a Barton Supreme, uh, on this thing. You, you're really limited, and and so for me, when we're talking about this entry level of watches, uh, it, it's a, it's a bit of a niche here. You, you've got to know what you're looking for, and it's got to be this uh, versus something with an open lug is going to be more versatile. But. Now, if if Citizen in the near future drops a uh, an end link, like a universal end link for this, then we've got a player. Yeah, maybe. Cuz this in black, this is a this is great in black if you've got a universal end link cuz this would be so good on leather even with the Cyclops with the with the magnified date window, right? Uh, yeah, I, I actually think it's terrific in all the colors. I, I think they've done a really good job with these colors, and they're not uh, ombre or or degradé dials. They're just solid jewel tone, good looking dials. Super high polish. Yeah, these are like these are the sport dress. This could be if you don't give a shit about what else you're wearing. This could be your one watch. I dig it. 450 bucks. Like this is, this is our jam. This is my jam. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and, and people are going to talk smack, right? It's like kind of boring. It's like jumping on the train, but that's why it's my jam. Yeah. I think it's cool. I wish they wouldn't have gone with just Easter. 
That was that was last year. Easter. Look at all those. Yeah, you you know that's a thing we do in the watch world where we say, "Oh, they're just doing the same thing everybody else is doing." No, no, they're doing a cool thing. You're not buying all the dials. You're buying the one dial that appeals to you the most. So. Thank you, Citizen, for providing us all these choices. But they should have done it last year when everyone else was doing it. Oh, shut up. Like, give me this in, <laughs> in like a matte gray. And I'm in. I'll buy into your ecosystem. Can I talk about a cool, stupid watch? No. Choose a cool, good watch. Casio. No, this is a stupid watch. Sorry, Andrew. Casio, company we've talked about already today, uh, in the context of ProTrack, has released... A giant G-Shock that costs entirely too much money and is still really neat. Just the Frogman. So I've talked about the Frogman a couple of times. We've I think talked the, about a couple of iterations of Frogman. You, you know, I'm obviously a Square G guy, but outside of the Square Gs, my favorite G-Shock line is the Frogman. I love the asymmetry. It's a big asymmetric high-end dive watch the frogman is really that's casio's that's g-shocks quote-unquote dive watch right you you could dive with any number of g-shocks but the frogman is the guy and they've released a ridiculously expensive mrg five thousand dollar black titanium mrg with I don't, I don't remember how many parts it was. I think it was like 73. I'm finding it. 70 individual parts in the case. Just in the case. Have you ever looked at a, one of the, the, the blow up like bill of materials for a G-Shock case? No. no. It is dope. Yeah. Well, I would, especially these MRGs, right? Yeah, I, could I, get I know like what you're a, talking about. I could get like a two foot by four foot poster of a of that on my wall and I don't know that my wife would even complain like the exploded yeah. the exploded case yeah I know what you're talking about so this watch is huge it's it's 56 by 50 by 18 and a half Arnie it's a big fucking watch it's heavy I think what 136 or yeah 136 s- in uh, titanium keep that in mind this is a titanium watch and it's still 132 grams. That's a <laughs> what the fuck? And and like most like most analog MRG watches, it's got a a dial that can be described fairly as busy. But when you start when you when you really come in tight on the watch, you realize there's a whole bunch of really cool stuff here. Uh the finishing is next level. I've never seen a G-Shock that was finished quite this well at least from what i can tell from the pictures uh you've got titanium you've got a really neat strap uh fantastic dial finishing which is good because it's such a big dial if the finishing was crap you'd know it immediately uh yeah this is such a stupid watch iso divers on it yeah that's right (laughs) Right? Like, yeah. this is dope. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got their high-end. It's got their high-end module, the, the one that they, you know, put in all their expenses, the 5702. It's a cool watch. It's, it's also $5,000, and so it's dumb. This also 
almost seems like a break away from the Frogman, right? Like the just banger, all the shit you need. I can't destroy it. This seems like a line of its own to me because of how much cool shit is in it. Well, that's an MRG, right? The MRG <clears throat> is the line. Yeah. I don't know. This this doesn't quite seem like a frogman to me. It has a sapphire case back. To, with a frogman laser engraved into it. And I don't mean frogman in the way that the original Navy SEALs were. I mean like a frog wearing a scuba tank. Right. <laughs> That's right. It it captures like this fun, silly piece in this design. I think Cassio knows that this is a silly thing. Yeah. I think this is a joke. I think they're pranking the consumers. And if I, it does feel like they're shining us on a little bit, right? Yeah. They, they know they'll sell these. They know they'll sell them at five thousand bucks. They know people will buy them. For me, I, I mean, I just it just doesn't make any damn sense. I, I I appreciate how cool it is, but you can get an actual Frogman for like a tenth of the price. Yeah, and, and it's better, and it's cooler. Like, yeah. it's not better, but certainly not worse. It's which cooler. makes it better. It's cooler, right? I think. Yeah, if you I could that if, limited edition Frogman that, that's on the Warner Wound shop right now, that's like six hundred bucks with the, like, that gray and blue yep. case. Yeah. That's the one for me. Like I, I want, give me a, this is, I'm getting a G-Shock, okay? Save your highly finished titanium case. Give me a, give me a frog, man. Give me a I, Master I, G. I'm ready. The, the frog in the scuba tank makes me feel like they know exactly what they're doing. Oh, you know what you did, Casio. And they're, and people who buy it know what they're doing. And they're down with it. You I'm know down what with you it. did. I, I if if I could do this without like serious repercussions, I'd get one of these. Yeah, because they're dope. I think I'm out. I think I'm out, but I can appreciate it. Good job. No, if you had five thousand dollars of of like walk around money, and Kim wouldn't say shit. No, I'd buy something different. I think you would also I, buy this. No, I would buy something totally different. If I had five thousand dollars of walk around, there's like a hundred watches. That I would buy before this. If one. you're walking around with five thousand dollars of walk around money, you've bought those watches. I don't think so. Yeah, no. I I I I, I, I want to know who's buying these. These G Shock people or, or D bags, one of the two. I'm fine with one, less with the other. They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> uh, no, We're I'm, not talking about you, Luke. No, 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 no. Because that that man's up. But Luke's not buying this. He's not. Andrew, what do you got next? Ooh, next up for Ming. Ooh. Um, um, Who's Ming? Ooh, I want to talk about something. Where are we at? Okay. It talks about a Doxa 300T release. Oh, yeah, you are. They have a special issue of their 300T. In honor of Clive Cussler. I love this dial. 
It is, it's the 300T, comes on bracelet or nylon. It's a tan dial. I think they're calling it sand. I'm going to call it tan that looks like the, 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 uh, it's not the key. It's not, nor is it the, the compass of an aged map. And it is gorgeous. It has a super subtle Clive Cussler, logo beneath the 300t i love this dial the honoring of this dude by doxa is a super cool thing the case itself is weathered to be consistent with the aging of the map this could have just trumped the Caribbean for me like this this could be a, just a like I might have to have a hard conversation watch I love this watch this scratched all the itches for me interesting I think it's neat I, I like the stonewashed case uh I'm not a fan I, I I'm not crazy about the dial but I do I do like what they're doing here this watch <sighs> feels similar to the G-Shock, to the Frogman, to me, in that the people who buy this are going to be fans. Like, these are going to be collectors and enthusiasts, Doxa enthusiasts, right? Because there's a whole group of guys that fell in love with Doxa by way of Dirk Pitt, right? Mm -hmm. Rick Murray, perhaps, being the most notable. Uh, And and so the modern Doxa in many ways, owes everything to Clive Cussler and yep. to Dirk Pitt. And, and so there's not, um, it, this is not a huge surprise to me. It, I, I don't think it's the sexiest doxa. I don't think it's the most interesting doxa. Dirk. Having just worn oh, a doxa army. army. Oh. Uh, Were you wearing that watch when you sent me the picture? Yeah, yes. Terrific watch. Is it Henry? Yeah, it's Henry. Uh, Why don't you introduce me to Henry? Has he said specifically <laughs> that he doesn't want to meet me? He did. Yeah, he said, please, please keep sense. me away from Andrew. Don't share my phone number. That makes sense. Um, Everett recently sent me a picture of him wearing a Doxa Army that said available locally, and I was like, ah. It, it's terrific. It, it, is, it is a phenomenal watch. Yeah. It's a phenomenal watch. This is a neat watch. This is cool. Yeah, that's, that's neat. It's it's certainly something different. It's not a phenomenal watch. It's all the same things. It's just a different finishing. It's all the same things. Exactly all the same things. Not true. Not true. So there's a couple differences. One, the dial here, while it is attractive, is... Not as well executed as the Doxa Army. So one of the things, so if you've never seen a Doxa Army. The Doxa Army is up it, close. It, it is. The dial finishing on that thing is absolutely second to none. I have never seen another Doxa finished anywhere near as well as this thing. The bezel ceramic. 
And that ceramic bezel is, that's a chef's kiss, by the way. It was on my cheek, though. <laughs> you, you can't compare these two things, right? You, they're not the same things. But they're not not the same thing. And, and the Dog's Army is a 300, so just saying. Fuck off. Um, anyway, what have you got next? I'm super excited about this watch. I think it's a really cool release. I think it's an interesting move by Doxa, and I think you should go fuck yourself. What have you got next? You, you know, I've got one more watch that I'd like to talk about. This is not a new watch. It is not a... Um, it's not even a watch. It's four watches. But this is a watch announcement release a series of watches that have been released by Unimatic in their Modelo series their sort of namesake or not namesake their their sort of flagship series uh it's four different Modelo watches and these are all in all of colorways so they've got their U1S Watch. This is the one with the solid kind of unmarked bezel with a pip. So olive green on the bezel, olive green on the dial, gilt hands, gilt markers, a bit of conservatively aged loom that flows really well with the olive green in this case. And this is their, you know, 40 millimeter, 300 meter dive watch. Terrific. You've seen it before. It's terrific in this application. They've got their UTS-80. This is the 38 millimeter SW200, kind of HK sport watch with a really simple sterile bezel. Very similar dial, if not the same dial on these two watches. They've got the US-80. That is their... Uh, Chrono Diver, we've got a Mecha Quartz movement in this thing. Obviously, three hands on the right side. Again, with the sterile green bezel on this guy. Sexy watch, very similar dials with the gilt and that drab. And then they've got probably, for some people, the star of the show, and for others, the one that they would never look at, the minimalist Quattro U4S80. This is the one with the big bulky steel bezel. Big ass crown guards. Giant crown guards. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and again, 300 millimeters, 40, 300 meters, 40 millimeter diameter. These are all like, uh, I, I don't know. These are all like 800 to 1,000 ish. Mm hmm. I think they're exclusively available at Hodinkee, although they will be available other places later. Uh, they are available on the Unimatic website right now. Oh, okay. So they've already mm -hmm. ended their exclusive period. But I do think the only ones available right now are the U1S and the U2S. I have the U4S 80 on the Unimatic website okay. right now. Oh yeah, they're, they're all still available mm -hmm. on on 
on the Hodenki shop as well. Mm-hmm. So the cheapest, oh, 680 for the Mecha Quartz. Oh. Yeah. So a, a little bit less money on that guy than the others. Uh, the U1S at $80 because of the movement. Um, and the others are 800 ish. And these all come with a, a, a signed Unimatic strap. No bracelets on these guys. Uh, and all based on Tuscany. These are all, uh, they've said, a love letter to the beauty of Tuscany. Which, and they come in a big old fucking pelican case. Okay. Okay. Unimatic. We get it. It's probably not that big, honestly. It's probably like disappointingly small when it arrives. Right. I can put one watch in here. <laughs> certainly not a practical uh not a practical pelican case i super dig these unimatic is a brand that's really really grown on me Mm -hmm. uh much like serica these kind of overbuilt small dialed tool watches has they've very much grown on me i could i could see myself with one of these yeah they they do the thing well which is to make watches that feel familiar and comfortable, but are very distinctive, right? Yeah. These aren't outrageous. They're not doing anything like offensive or even particularly cool, yeah, but, but they're distinctive, right? Like, Oh, yeah. that's a Unimatic and it looks good. Like I want to wear that Unimatic. Yeah. So, or like, like venture, like just, just some, just some tool watch, no bullshit overbuilt. I dare you to fuck this up. <laughs> Andrew, as we approach an hour, anything else, anything else watch related that you'd like to talk about? Not today, man. I'm at a lot of things. In that case, Andrew, other things, what do you got? So this last week I bought a new grill. Oh, did you? I did. I saw that they had them on sale at the Home Depot. It's a grill that I've been kind of keeping my eye out for the sales. It is a master-built Gravity Series 560 charcoal grill and smoker. Comes in two sizes larger, I believe an 850 and like a 1050, which is a description of the square inches of grilling surface within uh, I've seen a 560 in person, felt like it was sufficient in size, saw it was on sale at the Home Depot, left for work a little early, went to the Home Depot to get it. Uh, problem. <laughs> Home Depot's website was accurate. They did have 10 in stock. But here's the thing that came fully assembled, which I super appreciate because I didn't have to spend three hours in my backyard building it. But it also meant that I now had a grill with four wheels in the bed of my truck on my way to work, which was like just a little unexpected and as a result inconvenient. Yeah. Uh, Even more so when I got home from work at 645 in the morning and told my five foot tall wife, hey, please help me get this out of the truck. It was dropped immediately. First thing that happened to this grill after purchasing it, taking a short trip in my truck, it was dropped from the bed of a truck. That's terrifying. I was furious. Uh, Anyway, I get it into the backyard. I get it seasoned. Uh, Fire starting was a little bit tricky to figure out, but once you figure it out, it's you know how to do it. It's dialed in, right? Like it's it's any new thing. You got to figure out the method. Once you figure out the method. 
It's just by Firestarter Cubes. Sure. Slide them in the grate, fire it up. It's good to go. Uh, it is Bluetooth and Wi-Fi enabled, so I can control it from my phone. I have since made ribs on it. I'm Yesterday, I made pork loin and chicken thighs on it. This thing is money. So so I was I, I really wanted a um pellet style smoker or grill. Sure. Like a Traeger. Like a Traeger, right? Like that that thing. And there's there's a, a number of uh competitors to Traeger out there. Uh one thing that always kind of hung me up was the the temperature ceiling on those grills. Yeah. They're, they're slow and low. They're they're only low and slow. What piqued my interest about these gravity series was it not only do you not have to burn just pellets, you can burn lump, charcoal, or a mixture, including wood. Um, but their temperature ceiling is 700 degrees. Right. Which is... A lot few hundred degrees higher than what you can achieve with traditional other brands of pellet grills. I have a friend who has one of these and he has used it through the gamut of temperatures. I've had a number of things off of it. And I was like, okay, this is, this is the thing. This is what I want. I got it. And it is exactly what I was hoping for. I love that. Exactly it. The the app connectivity through the Masterbuilt app lets you just pull up your phone, look at both your meat probe temperature and your grill temperature. Once it's running, you close it. You don't have to worry about it. The hopper has enough for what they describe as 10 hours of fuel. Uh, it is probably 10 hours at below 250 degrees, which is okay. That's low enough, low enough because you can refill it at 225. If the grill is at 225, you can top off your hopper. So if you need more than 10 hours at over 250, you just have to eat a temperature loss for a few minutes, a few minutes. Yeah. This thing's money. Super intuitive, super easy. The ribs were ribs. They, they were, were good. They, were they good. needed a little bit more time. That, but that was a me issue. Right? I woke up late and then fucked with it and had some problems. Yeah, I thought they were good. I don't. I don't like it. it when ribs get too squishy. Uh, <coughs> there's like a fine line, right? Where no, rib, I, w- I want some. I want some bite. I don't want them to be tough, obviously. But I, sometimes you get like when people say, chew. "Oh, oh, the ribs are." Falling off the bone, like nah, I don't want it to fall off the bone. I want no, it's, I want that's mush. I don't want I want mush. Right. I want meat. I want some bite to the meat. Yeah, that's right. The smoke is great off of it. I'm I'm smitten by this. So the the five sixty is typically five hundred bucks. Uh, right now they're at Home Depot for twenty percent off, which means you can buy a cover for it and then get a get fifty dollars off because the 
the cover was 50 bucks. Covers are expensive. Yeah, they are expensive. Yeah. For everything. I, I always think of cover as like, oh, it's like $8. No, they're not $8. But this, if you're, if you're looking for, if you're kind of in the same place I was, we're like, I want a new smoker, but I also want some grilling capabilities. I think this is it. I have yet to, I'm going to do this weekend, so my work weekend, next week, I'm going to do a side-by-side on the gas grill and on the smoker grill of just something that would typically be grilled. So I'm going to do like teriyaki chicken or something. I'm going to do one bag on the gas and one bag on the, the smoker grill. And so come back next week to find out. Come back next week to find out. That's it. That's the 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 master built gravity series, five sixty digital charcoal grill plus smoker. It's also not that big. No, it's, it's t- it was much smaller than I expected it to be. It's a pretty uh, for such a capable machine. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty uh, conservatively sized unit. And I've heard it's built by masters. Yes, it's it's small enough that I don't think I'm actually going to get rid of my gas and then offset smoker grill and i don't know that my wife's going to complain about it and that's the commentary on the size i don't think sam's going to complain it's perfect yeah andrew have you ever seen the movie searching with john cho i don't know i have to look it up so searching is a movie that came out a few years ago and it was like bone tomahawk different it, it was reviewed fairly well. John Cho and his daughter goes missing and he can't get the police. And, and and there's this sort of gimmicky premise where the whole thing takes place on a computer desktop, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it was it was fairly well reviewed, uh, wound up feeling a little uncomfortable in execution or, or maybe gimmicky is the right word. It was certainly novel and it was well done. And John Cho was terrific in it. But it just wasn't the best movie. It was like, okay, this is all right. I didn't see this. So Netflix uh, released this week a, I think what they called a standalone sequel. And what I take that to mean is uh, a, a sequel. That requires no information on the prequel? That's right. But but this was, this was actually just a different story, right? So it was... <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't really like a Did you ever sequel. see Jurassic Park? Uh, I it's did. A, it's a standalone prequel to Planet of the Apes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, they were actually just different stories. But in any event, they, they feel that they're similar in that they both take place. So this is, so Netflix released, I believe this last week or in the last <coughs> couple of weeks, a movie called Missing. <laughs> that one got me. And, and the premise is that Storm Reed, who, by the way, is terrific. Storm Reed of, I, I think, um, a, a Wrinkle in Time, which she was terrific in. Um, more recently, she, she's she's been in a number of things. Storm Reed is terrific. And she makes this movie. So the whole... Last of Us. Last of Us, Yeah. The the whole Euphoria. the whole movie takes place by way of Storm Reed's desktop, and and I don't really want to say too much more about that because there are some spoilers. It is a twisty movie. 
What I will say the difference between this and searching was, and the reason I'm going to recommend missing, even if I might not have recommended searching, is because searching, you could feel that they were using a device. It was this gimmick that was Mm. really in your face. Was it all front-facing camera, like from the point of view of the camera? That's right. That Just from the trailer, that's what it looked like. So you're not really giving anything away there. Missing does the same thing, but it does it in a way that sometimes you forget it's happening. Mm. Uh, and, and and when I looked, when I thought back on the movie, I was like, oh, that's interesting. That was all from the camera. There was nothing you that diverted from mirror. that. That's right. It was, uh, it was, I think, much better done in this instance. Again, love John Cho. Storm Reed is much better for this role. I thought she was totally terrific. He's uh, an interesting actor. I, I watched this movie almost on a flyer. It came up on the, you know, recommended top 10 in the United States movies. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll take a flyer. I, I, I watched the John Cho version. You were home alone. It didn't matter. And I was like, no, this is terrific. So if you see it and perhaps you've seen Searching or, you know, just the gimmick doesn't appeal to you or whatever, I'd say give it a try. It was terrific. And it was surprising and twisty in ways that really appealed to me, too. Because hmm. uh, I would think I knew what where we were going with it. And then it would change and we'd be going in a different place. And then we'd be going in a different place. You know, one of those movies. That's not an uncommon, but it was really well done. And, you you know, if you pay too much attention, you might be able to predict. Like my wife would like try to guess. I don't watch movies like that. And so it wasn't so obvious that the surprise was killed by something. It was like, Hmm. oh, that's both sensical and surprising. And I love it. Storm Read Missing, available on Netflix now. Everybody has Netflix, unless you got an email from Netflix this week saying... <laughs> you don't have Netflix. You don't anymore. have Netflix. Gotcha, um, bitch. Totally recommend it. Was terrific. 10 out of 10. Um, 10 out of 10? 9 out of 10. We'll okay. do 9 out of 10. All right. We'll do a solid 8.5. I, I talk about pretty good movies. 8.5 out of 10, which is a really high recommendation. I've, I've never watched a movie that you recommended and and questioned our friendship. <laughs> well, I hope you don't question our friendship. Cause you, this one cause either. you don't recommend movies unless you're like bought in. It, uh, so that's why I'm giving this one an eight and a half. It's, it was really good. I eight liked and it a half lot. Is a really good rating. Yeah. This is an eight and a half. It's not like, eight, uh, eight, like 85% is going to get you into Harvard. Like I, when I watched everything everywhere all at once, I was like, Andrew, I think this is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. And I don't take it back. I've never watched it. God, you got to watch it. I mean, it, you, you realize it won like 75 Oscars, right? So did Titanic. <laughs> Titanic is terrific, too. It's, it's a, Come it, at me, bro. That's a, No, that's like a... <laughs> that's a, a core movie for me. <laughs> Same. The Sometimes hand. I still watch about four and a half minutes of that. The hand on the steamy <laughs> window. Like, <laughs> woo! God. <laughs> yeah, it changed my entire perspective on life. <laughs> Andrew, here we are. Once again, having done it, anything you want to add? No, man, I'm a lot of things. Hey, you, you guys, I want to thank you. I want to thank you once again. Raise a beer for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you were here. You can check us out on 
the website, watchclicker.com. That is where we post reviews, articles, things that are happening at watchclicker, happen at watchclicker.com. You can also check us out on our socials at watchclicker and at 40 and 20 underscore watchclicker. More importantly, if you'd like to support us, and we hope you do, you can do that at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. We are virtually a volunteer organization, but we do need money for hosting and hardware and software. And that is how we pay for all of that stuff. To all of you who support us already, we thank you so much. And if you don't, go go check it out. Patreon.com slash 40 and 20. And don't forget to tune in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.